thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandaway Nerdy, and today I had the opportunity through Lucasfilm to talk to the director, Ken Cunningham, and executive producer slash writer, David Shane, of the upcoming LEGO Star Wars Summer Vacation Special. This is a really quick, really fun deep dive into the newest edition of the LEGO Star Wars universe, and I had such a blast talking to them both. Sit back and enjoy the vibes. This is Talking Bay 94, episode 139. Ken Cunningham and David Shane. We'll get these vibes going. We'll get the vacation started. I loved this special. I've loved all the specials. There's a trilogy now. There's Holiday and Terrifying Tales, and now this one. And I'd be curious from you both, as you've kind of gone through the Star Wars universe, how has your storytelling evolved, and how has Lego and Star Wars really come together in all of these, in these specials in general? That's a, that's a great question. You know, I think one of the things that's been interesting is now that we've gotten to do three of these together. And, and when we started on the holiday special, it was pre-COVID. And everything else was pretty much done remotely right up until the sound mix on vacation, on the, on the summer vacation special. was. So all the teams spent two years apart, like so many of us. And so I, I don't know if it's an evolution of storytelling, but certainly like over that time we had to adjust on the fly and what has been so fun and rewarding about doing three of these together with the whole team referring to me, Atomic, our composer, Michael Kramer, Lucasfilm, uh, Lego. It's, it's all been, if you look at the credits, it's been a lot of the same people is that we've, we, we start to develop a secondhand and really kind of get to work together. And it's just, it, it is highly collaborative, which is, incredibly fun um it's just a i i always say this is a very fun universe to to get to play in both literally and metaphorically and so um i just think over that time working together you you, you develop this creative shorthand yeah no absolutely i mean i guess too for me i mean you had worked on uh freemakers before mm-hmm. so you had sort of you know grappled with this stuff before i did but coming in you know uh, on the first special for me, it was sort of about learning, you know, I, I, I took the line a little more directly on the first one to the Star Wars material and then sort of getting more comfortable and opening up and playing around a little more. And that, so that's been great to like do three of them to just kind of have that, realize how much room there is. And yeah, like David said, you know, like fi- just figuring out how to do production the way we had to do production, you know, like that was, we, we had two weeks when word came down that we had to all go home and it was like, goodness how do we how do we keep the teams moving and how do we communicate and how do we do briefings and how do we you know like there was a lot of stuff to figure out really fast well it's it's seamless when you see the final product and what i love about all the specials but especially this most recent one is the amount of levity it brings to star wars right and that's something that fans are very familiar with starting with the video games and just being given that chance to be able to play within the fun aspects of star wars i'd be curious with you both what have you tried to put in to these specials, especially as you move through a trilogy of them? What have you tried to infuse in terms of adding something to Star Wars or, or taking aspects of Star Wars that we know so well and making them fun or making them exciting or making them unique? Yeah, you know, Lego and Star Wars have this long-standing, you know, an almost decades-long relationship at this point, and, and it is bringing that Lego creativity I should say Lego sense and sensibility to Star Wars and adding in that adding in that levity and humor. We're always encouraged to sort of push the boundaries on the jokes and see how far you can go. You can always pull it back in. Um, I, but I also think we're always challenged. We, we really do 
I was saying to somebody else, like we do, we, we treat it with both reverence and irreverence. So Ken and I are both huge Star Wars fans. Everybody's working on this project is a huge Star Wars fan. And, and, and when we want that feel of Star Wars, that sense of adventure, that sense of relationship and camaraderie between the characters um, and, and sense of stakes and action. Yeah. We get to inject it with a bunch of Lego humor and funny jokes and, and, you know, get to look at things slightly askew and, and, and mess with relationships, you know, I think about a lot about Vader and mm. Emperor, for example, and just sort of playing that yeah. relationship to an extreme. Um, so, so it's it's really how do we get it's it's, it's constantly asking ourselves how do we how do we get to bring that into the universe? And then, I mean, Ken, you should talk about like I think about all the different visual styles you bring when you're when you're once once it goes into production. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the like the the fun thing. Like, I always look for like something that's not necessarily the obvious natural thing to like reference um yeah as we moved through the specials like that that became kind of a bigger thing where i was like oh my goodness i can you know on the halloween special i was like looking at bram stoker's dracula and you know like uh, trying to bring these other references in and for me like this one uh, I, I mind a lot of baz Luhrmann, mm. like just especially for that first you know the the number with um Obi-Wan and just, right. you know, like looking for, you know, what is, you know, not necessarily obvious right. uh, storytelling approaches for Star Wars, but they fit naturally yeah. within our little canon adjacent universe. I love it. Well, speaking on canon adjacent and not to delve too much into it, but it is really great to see all aspects of Star Wars represented in these specials, especially let's focus on this one where you see prequel, you see original trilogy and you see sequel trilogy and you see these characters interacting and having fun and, and being friends. And I'd be interested in, in how y'all delve into that and how you explore those relationships. Cause even in a 30 minute special, you're able to see how Finn and Poe are, how Finn and right. You know, you're able to really see these friendships come to life. And is that a challenge for y'all? Um, or what, what's kind of the, the goal when you're putting that all together? You know, I think it's always you always tell stories that come from character and those 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 characters, both in in the films and then our Lego versions of them. Um, we want them to feel authentic and, and to resonate with the audience. You know, I like seeing them together. I, I like I like the friendship between Poe and Finn. I like I like the obvious friendship that is developed among those those core characters. So um, just uh, speaking to the sequel trilogy. Um, to your original point, it's, I mean, <laughs> there is a vast universe to play with and a vast timeline. And what I think is nice about these specials is there, there's ways to tell stories and all of them. You know, the last two, we sort of did it with a, some form of a framing device that's sort of the main adventure, but it lets you see things from different eras. In the first one, we, so we did a different thing where we crossed eras using the, uh, mm -hmm. the Jedi uh, temple and the portal. So there was always a way to kind of bring those together. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, the hardest part is deciding what you may not have time for. Like yeah. it's, it's an embarrassment of riches, right. frankly. So uh, by the way, that's a good problem to have. Oh yeah. Well, and for me, what's really interesting about it, I, you know, I'll speak for myself, but I, I kind of feel like David probably has a kind of a similar experience. Like, you know, the latest trilogies are my daughters, mm -hmm. you know, and the originals are mine. And, you know, the other ones sit in between somewhere, but it like, it's really, it was really cool for me to be able to bring those two things together or all those things together. And, and then also just sort of, I'm, I mean, I had a, this really weird, when we first started working on it, this Eureka moment where, you know, when it first came up at home, I was going to work on these things. I don't know if Quinn had seen Star Wars at that point, like she was nine or 10 or something. And, um, 
but she was like, oh yeah, I know it, you know, like, yeah. and it turned out like, there's this cadre of, you know, like great fibers or like, they're all talking about Star Wars, like right. the original, and I'm like, how, like, it's just so interesting that that stuff is so culturally ingrained at this point that you know, kids who are in elementary school are still like talking about this stuff, even if they haven't seen it, you know? Well, and there's, I think there's also this interesting thing about Lego Star Wars is that for some, some kids, that's their entree in. Like mm-hmm. that, that that may be their early entry point. Um, we found that a lot. And it's sort of, as we're doing these specials, kind of your point, Brandon, about, you know, showing as much of the universe is that we like to imagine the parents who are sitting with their kids. We like to imagine the people in their 20s who grew up with Star Wars who don't have kids yet. Like, you, you it really is one of those things you, we would love to have something for everybody. We would like to, like it to be as inclusive as possible. And bring in something that everyone can can get into and get behind. Go, oh, that's that's my that's right. I love them. Right. So that's that that is intentional uh, as we try to show all the different um, timelines. I love it. Well, I have a very important question, a very serious question, which is yeah. Weird Al Yankovic officially Star Wars okay. now thanks to this because uh, he was part of uh, an animated show that never came to fruition. And of course, if we're talking about entry points and we're talking about things that were important to me the saga begins the episode one song and and the yoda song were i really like tied one and one with like john williams score with with how important they are for me with star wars what was it like working with him or or having that kind of in there and having an original song for this special and and really bringing weird al into the into the mix uh career highlight (laughs) (laughs) it honestly doesn't get better i've loved weird al for as long as weird al has been around and to, to have him in was such a joy uh, to have him sing those lyrics was just, you know, a heart stopper. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, he, he's great. And he's, a, he's also a hilarious comic actor. He was, he was right. really funny as Vic Banco just playing the host of these beach games. And, <laughs> um, and then I, I'm trying to remember, Ken, the order was, we, we had him, we had him do all the, we had him record all the lines and sang. Yeah. <laughs> and man, you know, just, you're getting three weird out concert. You know, he's doing the song over and over. Our, our, our composer, Michael Kramer was running him through and then hearing Al improv and, and add in little flourishes and lying. I'm kind of at the beach. Like he's doing that falsetto was just, I'm getting goosebumps even talking about it. It was months ago and I still, you know, the biggest bummer, it was over zoom. We didn't get to be in the studio with him. Yeah. And he was so genuinely nice, you know, like, like, yeah, you, I was just sort of floored by how genuinely nice. And I mean, yeah, it was amazing. And then watching him and Michael, our composer, kind of riffing, like and watching that process, you know, like two musical guys, like speaking the same language and sort of riffing and playing around with the material was really, really cool to watch. Yeah, they just, that's so it, great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad you're as excited as we were, Brandon. I mean, it was that yeah. moment, you know, we had this character like oh if we could get only if only we could get weird al i mean he was he was the first choice and and uh, kudos to lindsay halper our brilliant casting director and and kudos to thank you al for doing it i mean it just he, there's that like can we get him well the offers out maybe we'll get him maybe we'll get him we're gonna get him we, get him? we got him like it's just you can't yeah. you can't believe it it's so good well, now we just need a Weird Al minifig, but I'll, we'll let the, you know, that's that's the next step at this point. Make it, make it happen, Brandon. Get the fans. Get the fans I'll, I'll, yeah, well, I'll, I'll just email Lego right after this, I'm sure. Yeah, if you could just let them know, that'd be good. I don't yeah, know anybody there. Do you can? We can. It's easy. <laughs> Real easy. Yeah. 
Well, you kind of mentioned it. Like, this special and all the specials have been just, like, packed. Just, like, nonstop, 30 minutes, joke, 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 which I'm sure is very tough to write, especially in a Star Wars setting. Are there any jokes or plot lines or moments that you still look back on? Like, I'm very proud of this. I'm very proud of this visual gag or whatever it is. Um, now looking back on vacation, but on all three, really. Yeah. I, I mean, there's so many. One of the things is that what's really fun is that after, so we, we all work hand in hand with the, there's a whole team at Lucasfilm, Josh and, 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 and James and Jackie, there's a whole group crew there. We work with Lego, Jason Kotzler there. Um, and so, you know, we, we, the, the script goes through a lot of iterations, even before it lands on Ken's desk. And then we do a punch up session with a bunch of writers. So, uh, Mots and Roth, Bill and Bob come back. Uh, they they created Freemaker Adventures. Mm-hmm. Michael Price, who was who wrote the original Lego Star Wars special. So it's just you get this confluence of people pitching jokes, and uh, and then it goes to Ken's team, and they're all developing stuff. This is a very long winded, long <laughs> spiel to my favorite joke in the trilogy <laughs> is a moment of all things that came during a record it came in the recording session in the um, Wookiee Paws story, if you remember where mm-hmm. Vader is on Luke's shoulders and he's training and he swings across the thing. And our, our, our voice director who's directing that scene says, says, Oh, you should kiss him on the head and say for luck. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, we just all went, yeah, do that. And that moment still gets me. I can't take any, the only credit Ken and I can take for that is going, yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then right. that moment right. still always <laughs> me. Um, and then I will say, like in the in this special, there was still a lot of that. Somebody pitched. There's a very funny joke about Valeria, the great pit of Carcoon, that I I, I don't want to spoil, but one of yes. our writers threw that out there. I really liked. Um, I was really happy with like the little boba, the, mm-hmm. all the boba Java stuff. Just it's that short. was great. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, Ken. I've, I've I've gone on and on. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to say, yeah, for me too. Like across them all, yeah, that's my fave is the kiss moment. Um, <laughs> in terms of this one, I guess actually like other sort of visual ones that I, I like, I love the moment uh, where the Jawa pulls his, his uh, you know, jacket off and reveals like the blingy. <laughs> yeah. I love that one and then him down and, you know, doing the, doing the move and then um, <laughs> the Imperial, uh, I just want to dance and he like leaves <laughs> And then I'm always just trying to stick concrete jokes in, so. There we go. For a personal those are very important. Oh, yeah, those yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of moments that I laughed out loud, laughed out loud. And I think it was the libations joke. It was a human cyborg libations. And I was like, that's very good. You know, that's something I've not heard uh, before. I, 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 I'm almost positive that came from Leland Chi, the keeper of the Holocron. Great. Just give Leland, you a sense Leland the it. best. <laughs> He's Leland's great. Um, I hope I'm crediting the right person. I, I will also say, like, to Ken's credit, what is super fun is you put all this, you write all this, you write all this dialogue, you do, you, you put in scenes and suggestions, and then still Ken and his whole team at Atomic just once the animatics come back and then the and, and, and the lighting and everything else, you just start seeing stuff. You're like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Like, so it's all little background stuff. You know, I I a million years ago worked at Mad Magazine and and we sort of prided ourselves on everything you put in the margins and in the backgrounds of a movie spoof, right. and it very much was in that tradition, which just brings me glee i still you know you, you end up when you're in production you watch this thing a lot of times and so right. it's amazing on the 50th time you'll still see me go oh i never noticed that that's hilarious <laughs> yeah so, which is really me saying brandon you have to watch it 50 times if you don't mind no i i've watched it twice now so i guess 48 more times um, good okay cool, cool. you're, <laughs> yeah, well, you're well on your way 
I guess a final question before we wrap up. Uh, you kind of mentioned this Lego canon adjacent universe and with Freemaker and with these specials, it really has become a, a fully formed universe. Like it really is its own thing. It really is beautiful because like you said, it's it's kind of an entry point for so many fans and something that a lot of people respond to together. I guess looking at this legacy that y'all have both helped craft, what are you proud of? What do you hope continues if more happen? And what has kind of been this, this long lasting legacy of these specials more? We've gotten a lot of really nice response. I think people, they resonate with fans and, and we're all fans and they resonate with us. It means the world to me that people enjoy them so much. They are incredibly fun to make. So it, it is, it just feels great that people enjoy this universe. I mean, the truth is I love getting to work in this universe from the day I started writing on Freemaker. I was just like, oh my God, I, the, the number of times you sort of look around and go, I, I cannot believe we are getting to do this. <laughs> So, you know, I hope that continues on forever, frankly. Yeah, same. I don't really have a lot to add to that. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just been a, a moment of grace in my career. Well, thank you both so much. Again, these are, are such incredible little aspects of joy in Star Wars and more more joy and laughter in Star Wars is, is always, always welcome. So hopefully we see more and more from you and the team. And uh, David and Ken, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you for your Thanks for having me. Thank you so much again to Ken and David, as well as Lillian and Rachel from Lucasfilm for coordinating all of this. This special is so much fun and comes out this Friday, August 5th on Disney+. We have some very cool episodes coming up very soon, actually, including one with senior editor of Delray Books, Tom Holler, and maybe a couple of surprises, too. We'll see. If you're enjoying this show, please head to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to these episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review. That's all for now. Until next week, stay tuned, leave that five-star review, and may the Force be with you.